In moments like this, we say thank you, Jesus. We sing, we love you. We worship you, King of Kings. We adore you, Rabbi. You are Lord, your King. Because you're worthy of our praise, you're worthy of our worship, Adonai. We give you praise, we give you praise, we give you praise, King of Kings. You alone are holy, you alone are worthy, you alone are King. Lord, who are, one, who are we that we are in your midst today? Lord, our theme this month is, I'm in your midst. Lord, you say that you'll be with us, you're a mighty warrior who will save us. You will take great light in us, O King of Kings. This morning we come before you so that you teach us. As our topic today is, Christ is the teacher. Lord, we come that you will minister unto us as we minister unto you, King of Glory. Our God and our Father, we come out today because that is as our sacrifice, King of Glory. Lord, accept our sacrifice. Accept our worship. Accept us, O King of Glory. Lord, let our glory, let your glory come down. Let our worship praise up, O Lord. Our God and our Father, I come before you right now. Cleanse me, sanctify me, King of Glory. Breathe through me, heal through me, teach through me, King of Glory. As the trip is, Christ is the teacher. Lord, here I am a vessel that you teach us, teach us today, so that none of your word that you intend to give us today, Lord, will go back. Lord, as you've given me these assignments today, my prayer is that I accomplish it the way you want it. Hide me behind your clothes. Let you be the one to speak, King of Glory. Whichever mode, whichever formula, whichever way you want to dispatch your word, Lord, here I am. I surrender myself unto you, King of Kings, Lord of Lords, so that you use me. Thank you, Lord and our Father. We glorify you. Lord, whoever has called on this chat today morning, in this morning devotion, speak to them. Speak to them. Let everyone go with the word. Let the word change us. Let the word become real. Let us experience the word. Let us become the word you're going to give us to, today. In Jesus' name we pray. We bless the Lord for this new day. We thank God that he has chosen us to be in his presence today. We do not take it for granted. Personally, I thank him that he has chosen me as a vessel to use in this morning devotion. In the few minutes we have, I'm going to take you through what God wants us to share today. Our theme this month is I'm in your midst. Who are we not to be happy? If God says he's our midst, who else can say something? And our topic is Christ the teacher. Our topic today is Christ the teacher. It is drawn from the Gospel of John. The Gospel of John is different from the Sipanic Gospels. It is different from Matthew, Mark, and Luke, in that over 90% of its material is unique. John's Gospel does not focus on the miracles, parables, public speeches that are prominent in other accounts. Instead, the Gospel of John emphasizes, it emphasizes the identity of Jesus as the son of God. 
and how we as believers, that is me and you, should respond to this teaching. And behold, as I've said, our topic today is Christ as the teacher. So we are very blessed that it is being drawn from the gospel that is basically on the teachings of who Christ is. When we dig in that scripture, we see, we start wondering, why did a man like Nicodemus refer to Jesus, to Christ as rabbi and teacher? And teacher accepted. But when we look in some other scriptures, Christ did not accept immediately to what they were calling him. When you look at the young ruler in Luke 18.18, when he referred to him as a good teacher, he did not accept it. Instead, he went ahead to test him and see if he understood what he meant by good teacher. Because according to Christ, he was, you cannot go to someone and you claim that he's your teacher if you have not had any impact or if he has not taught you anything. When Christ was looking at this young ruler, there was no reflection of him in that young ruler. So from which perspective was that rich young ruler calling Jesus a good teacher? Which comes to me and you, from which perspective do we call Christ the teacher? Will he accept when we call him rabbi? We realize that every time a man attempted to call him or position himself without understanding, there was always a question that God asked. For instance, he said to the master, the guy said, master, I will go wherever you go. The next thing Jesus said was this parable. Foxes have holes and birds of the hair have nests, but the son of man has no place to lay his head. That was in Matthew 8.20. In other words, he was telling him, as much as you claim that you will go with me wherever I go, you do not understand me and you do not understand the things of the kingdom. So that means whenever we call Alabi, the question is always, do we understand him? Do we know him? If Christ is our teacher, then we must also understand what he does. Christ being a teacher means he's coming to build us. He's coming to control us. Though the scripture, you will see David. David was saying, Lord, teach me your ways. So that means the ways of God can be taught. His ways can be taught. When you look to John 14, 6, Jesus says he's the way, the truth, and the light. So what is he telling us? And in our lives presently, what is Christ teaching us? If it is in my marriage, I have to ask, what is God teaching me in this marriage? If it is very clean, what am I learning from this happiness in this marriage? If I'm facing challenges, what is the lesson that I have to learn in this challenge? We have to comprehend what is God saying. If it is in my life, it is moving on. What is God teaching me? If it is in my ministry, 
the minister I am. I've been called by God and he has assigned me. But what is he teaching me? But the other question, in the end, there's something we must ask. If he has been teaching me, that means he has access to me. Will he really find me when he's looking for me? Am I becoming what he's teaching me? Appreciating the fact that he's our teacher is just not enough. If we've yielded ourselves to his teachings, we are willing to become these teachings, then we will qualify to call him Rabbi. What is our response to the teachings? All the scriptures, you find that the Lord was teaching in the synagogues. Yet the very synagogues who were there, the ones he was teaching, were the people who were coming to him, accusing him, abusing him, not approving him, doing all wrong things. How do we treat our teachers? Apart from those God has assigned to us, how are we with our God? Are we putting him back to the cross? Do we understand who he is? In Matthew eleven fifteen, he says, those who have ears hear. And everyone who is winked here should listen and understand. But when you look at the synagogues, they were not listening. Neither were they falling, following. They were paying attention to other things. So the teacher is trying to reveal himself to us. He's trying to uncover what is hidden. He's trying to make us understand who we are. So when we are talking about Christ the teacher, basically that's what we are talking about. He's in our midst. Yes, he says he will be with us. He's a mighty warrior. That's true. But do we recognize his presence in our midst us? Our scripture today is drawn from John chapter 3, verse 1 to 3. I was given verse 2, but for better context, we are going to consider the three scriptures. Now there was a man of the Pharisees, a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you're a teacher. Come from God. For no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. John chapter 3, verse 1 to 3 is our scripture today. John chapter 3, verse 1 to 3. So, when you look, they are talking about Nicodemus. So, Nicodemus was a ruler. He was a prominent man. He was a Pharisee. When he says he's a Pharisee, which is a common thing we all know, who is a Pharisee? Who is a man or a woman who is called a Pharisee? These are people who pretend that they know what the law is, but yet they are not willing to live according to the law. They term themselves as spiritual, yet there is no proof that attests that they are 
spiritual. They are hypocrites. All they do is to include the aspect of religion. Mark that word, the aspect of religion in everything. In everything they see at the end, they fail to look unto Jesus, but they look at their own actions. They look at their own doings. They believe what they do is what makes them upright before God. They believe what they are doing. They believe seeing other people's mistakes. They believe they are more qualified than God himself. They believe they are the only righteous and meetest other people. For him, Nicodemus was a ruler. And to make it was he was a ruler of the Jews who had a misconception and a misperspection of what Christ is. That was the man Nicodemus. But him being a ruler means he had been on a search, on a search to know the precepts and things that go within the kingdom. But the good thing with Nicodemus, his search was a positive search. He did not allow his congregation to know him. He put down his pride. He put down his pride, his crowns, and said, let me go. I have to find out who this teacher is, where he comes from. Because he said, he said he comes from God, meaning he admitted there was something that was different. When a man like Nicodemus, who had the understanding of the law, the ruler of the Jews, a super Pharisees, a super Pharisees, and who was always in a synagogue, you know, that category, that will fight anything that they don't understand. But he, he willingly, he willingly went to Jesus to be taught. He willingly. Most of you must be saying, why did he go at night? If we've read our scriptures very well, most of the people Jesus used to meet are at night. Most scholars argue that because he didn't want a colleague to see him, because he didn't want to be chased out of the signal, synagogue. But whatever it is, the fact is Nicodemus went and searched for the Lord. He knew what he had was not enough. He cast down his pride after even knowing what it is. He willingly went to be taught. The willingness to take ourselves to a place of Jesus with open mind and heart so that he can teach us the truth about God. This is what the Lord is going to restore in the church today. That is what God is intending to do in our church today. We have to live. We have to leave everything behind. What we think we want, what we think we love so much, we have put away our pride. We have to put away our titles. We have to bring down all the extras, all things we believe in, all testimonies, all monies, all classes, and go and search for Jesus. Nicodemus would have sent one of his assistants because he was a ruler. He had assistants. He had many people, but he went himself. He was ready. He had a desire to be instructed by Jesus. He had to create a personal relationship. Most of us are overconfident in our beliefs. Most of us are overconfident in our own views of points that we've failed 
heat instructions. We believe we are like Pharisees. We believe having been born again for years, having been bishops, reverends, pastors, worshipers, ushers, name it gives us a ticket to heaven. And we have brought ourselves, as my sister Pamela was praying, has said the all-knowing self-righteousness, the arrival syndrome. The scripture says this man came to Jesus, a ruler, but he's called a man. He came to Jesus by night. He understood the way God operates. He understood the speakings of the Lord. And when he came, he spoke to him. He called him Rabbi, Teacher, Raboni, authority will always recognize authority. People who don't have authority, most times it's hard for them to recognize authority. People who do not have authority, it is hard for them to recognize authority. They do not recognize. But you see Nicodemus being a teacher, he recognized with respect that indeed this is a teacher of a different kind, a different kind. How many of us accept that someone is better in this field? Because we have different callings. We have different assignments. You see the man Nicodemus accepted. This is a different kind. Yes, I'm a teacher of the law. Yes, I've been in a synagogue for long, but this teacher is of a different kind. Apparently, more things that happen in church is much of preaching and teaching has been excluded because teaching will identify, will identify. But sometimes what preaching does, I'm saying sometimes, quote me one, right, it excites people. It brings people that momentum of excitement. People become excited and they get encouragement. They get encouragement in their wrong ways. But the Lord would want us to go back to the teachings. He wants us to go back ministers to teach people, not to say what their ears are itching to hear, not to say what will excite them and bring them happiness, not to tell them you're sick, but tomorrow you'll be healed, you're healed. No, you, there are conditions why God will have to heal you. So Nicodemus being a teacher, he said there is something different with this kind of a teacher. Is a kind of a teacher and the kind of things that he teaches. So many must come back to the feet of God. Mary Mangren was like, Laboni, teacher, you are my Lord. You are my master. Come and I'll follow. I'll make you. He followed. He knew what she wanted. If a teacher is there and you're going to submit to that teacher, he will make you. He will make you. When we continue with our scripture today, that is drawn from John for those who've just come in. John chapter 3, verse 1 to 13, and our topic is Christ the teacher. We know, we know that you're a teacher. Nicodemus now says, we know. So it was him and who? We know that you're a teacher. He's trying to present that Christ is a teacher from God. So what is the teaching? The things of God. So when you go sit under God, you will do things of God. You will learn things of God. Like, for example, if you sit under a teacher of biology, definitely you're going to learn biology. 
if you teach under a teacher of chemistry, definitely you're going to learn chemistry. So a teacher that comes from God will definitely teach things of God, Christ being a teacher. So Nicodemus is trying to tell us that even Christ is coming from somewhere because he said, we know that you're a teacher from God. Nicodemus recognizes the fact that he comes from somewhere. He has got a source. So that's what God is, Father. We call him Father because he's a source. Nicodemus goes on to tell us he's a teacher from God. No one can do these signs that you do unless God is within you, unless God is in, within you. I am in your midst. Zephaniah 317, our scripture, the theme of the man, he is in our midst. Do we have that discernment like Nicodemus to know that he comes from him? And that's why he's performing these signs and wonders. When you look at Acts 1.1, of all that Jesus did, he began to do and teach. He began to do and teach. The things he would do, he would teach. I want us to mark that word right. The things he would do, he would teach. But these days, the things we do is not what we teach. We are not what we teach. So we need to understand what type of a teacher are we? What is our response to what we teach? Is it impacting on us? Is it changing us? Most of this time, there's that negligence. We are not becoming things we teach. We come, we talk, but it does not change us. We teach intimacy with God, with all the scriptures. But as we are teaching about intimacy with God, we are bettering others and we are not becoming better. Instead, we are becoming worse every day. Behold, when someone meets you in the compound, it's like, ah, this lady usually ministers in morning devotion or evening, make it so. But are we that work? Are we becoming what we teach? Nicodemus recognizes he's a teacher himself, but he does not see any sign whatsoever, no miracle, nothing. And he asked God, we are not seeing sign, but God... Lord did not answer a question. He went on to tell him, truly I say, unless the man is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. That was the answer. Unless the man is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Are you seeing what this teacher is doing? He is making a man to see the king. He is opening Nicodemus's eyes. His role as a teacher is to teach the things that are from above, the gospel of the kingdom. He went around teaching and preaching the gospel of the kingdom. That's what that scripture says. Not any other thing. His subject was very clear and very defined. Grace was very clear. Everything was very defined. When you look at Matthew 9.35, and Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. This is the kind of teaching that the Lord was doing in the syllabus. 
and it was known that that was his teaching. He ensured the Lord was glorified. He ensured the Lord was enthroned in people's lives. He ensured that God is above all. Lord is above all. When we are ministering, what do we ensure? Back to what I had said earlier, are we teaching people so that our father and our king is glorified? Are we teaching that when I finish at the end of the day, I've said a good sermon? Am I ministering to be seen? Or am I ministering for the kingdom of God to expand? What type of teaching have I emirated from my father? He emphasized the gospel of the kingdom. He emphasized that gospel. Nicodemus is giving the definition of this teacher, a teacher that is coming from God. Can it be said of us ministers that we are from God? Nicodemus appreciates the fact that for us, we are not with the Father. Even when Christ is in the midst, we teach things that do not affect us. If a message is not affecting me, it will not affect others. If you're preparing a message and has not affected you in any way, go back and seek God and ask the Holy Spirit. If God is not included in what we are teaching, yet he is the one we are teaching about, we are off track. Every time I'm given a message to minister, it must first affect me. Most messages do bring me to tears. They do bring me to reevaluate myself. They do bring me to rethink. And sometimes I'm like, oh, whoever gives these scriptures, I think knows me and he intends me to change. Brethren, it is very possible for people to teach the God they do not know. It is very possible to teach obedience when we are not going to obey. It is very, very possible, very possible that we do not have any relationship with God. We are strangers to him, yet we still speak on his behalf. It is very possible to be a teacher coming from somewhere else, from a wrong altar, not from God, and you come and stand here. But behold, Nicodemus was an intelligent man who did his research, who found out that this teacher comes from God. Who are our teachers, our three teachers coming from? Do we make enough research to understand the men we are sitting under? Where are they coming from? Do we discern or we are jumping from one church to another, from one pastor to another, from one reverend to another? Do we know the people who are feeding us? Do we know them? Are we willing to become what we are learning? Let us listen to what God speaks through us so that at the end we become better persons. Nicodemus said, we know meaning. When he said we, he was meaning he was not alone, but representing many others. But then I wanted to mark thing about Nicodemus. He went at night. That means he went in private. That means he went in secrecy. That means he didn't have to call others that they go together when he was meeting Arabi. What do I pick from that one as prosy? What I pick is salvation is individual. There has to be a personal relationship with God. 
It is individualistic. It is not for a group. We have to seek God at an individual level. It is not for a group. Don't say my reverend says this, my pastor says this, my father, my mother, my what. It is individual. Assuming like most theologians say that he was hiding from the crowd, but he was willing to seek God at a personal level and get a deeper understanding. That was his response to the scenario. What is our response to things of God? <clears throat> what is our response? We should willingly drop whatever we know, whatever we think we know, whatever we imagine we know. That's what Nicodemus did. If the Lord will teach us and help us, we have to put off everything, put out the rumor mongering, put out the self-righteousness, put out the judging, put out Mars, put out immorality, put out just being a stupid church, put out everything, name it. Jesus tells Peter, I want to upgrade you. I want to make you fisher of men. You've been fishing fish, but now I want to make you to leave everything. Follow me. If you are going to follow Rabbi and he becomes your teacher, you have to, do, to drop everything at three. You have to die of yourself complete death. There's nothing like I'm dying, but I'm still alive. This means every time you keep living what you think you know, you create an environment of learning. You create an environment for the teacher to teach you. You create room in your heart to learn. You create room. God cannot feed a filled vessel. The seed that fell on a good ground, what is that good ground? It's a ground that is willing to fast. It is a ground that is ready to study the word. It is the ground that is ready for righteousness. It is the, it is the ground that wants to know the word. That is what they call a fertile and a cultivated land. Nicodemus is not going to Christ as an ignorant man. Nicodemus did research. Yes, he was a Pharisee. That is a fact. But we are all sinners. If he was not one, he would not seek him. We seek him because we want him. There is a place where Jesus teaches. There is a time he wanted to talk a multitude. Like you see, Nicodemus moved and looked for Jesus. There is a time when God wanted to teach the multitude. You know what he did? He went to the mountain. So also the multitudes would go up where he was. When they had him talk, they all moved. We have to deal with our pride. We have to deal with our rival syndrome. We have to deal with all various things that are stopping us to meet the Lord, that are stopping the Lord to minister to us, that are stopping him not to teach us. Some of us, when we are rebuked, we get annoyed and we no longer hear what we are meant to hear. Then there is this category. To eat, it wants to hear sometimes what it wants. So when the Lord is teaching, there is that, their hearts are very far. They don't want to hear what God is teaching. And he teaches in different ways. Nicodemus had to pay the price. Sacrifice, we have to pay the price. Nothing becomes free. If you want God, you have to pay the price. When they say, 
that you have to shed off everything. You have to die of yourself. Definitely that means that is the price you've got to pay. The teachings of God are going to be through the word. They are going to be through obedience. They are going to be through revolutions. Sometimes God speaks through circumstances. And most of the times, by the way, he will allow us to go through violent things so that he can teach us on how to be merciful to others. Sometimes he will teach us through our disobedience, whereby he will teach us on how to be in his presence. Every time we give ourselves the praise of prayer, every time we give ourselves the praise of worship, every time we make ourselves available, every time we make an offering, a sacrifice, God not says it. It is through the offering, the sacrifice that we get to know that the sacrifice of God is a broken spirit and a contrite heart. A broken spirit and a contrite heart. How do we receive what he has taught us? How do we receive it? If he's trying to teach me humility, how do I receive it? Will I refuse it? Oh, I will go through what he's telling me. I will go through that pain so that I learn how to be humble. James 1, 21b, I read NIV. Humbly accept the word planted in you, which you can save. When you look at KJV, receive with meekness the ungrafted word, which is able to save your soul. Engrafted word which is able to save your soul. That is James 1, 21b. When we continue to and James, he tells on his own will, he got us with the word of truth that we should be kind of the first fruits of his creation. Kindness sometimes is very hard, but we have to learn how to be kind. We have to know, to come to that place and recognize that we need to be kind. We must create a learning environment. Most times it is what we create around ourselves that can stop us from learning. What we create around ourselves, those barriers we set, I know it all. I've, I've learned philosophy, uh, so many people who pray, a, a lot of things. Let me not go, not go there. I've not, I'm not permitted to go there. We have to understand the press that the Lord is in our lives. Which press do we give him in our lives? Nicodemus recognized the Lord as a teacher. You are a teacher, he says. So he knew Christ is his shepherd. He knew Christ is the defender. Nicodemus was benefiting from the teachings of the Lord. And they helped him. He did not neglect what the Lord was trying to teach him. Nicodemus submitted to the lecturers of Christ. That's why he said, I know, I know, because he has been taught. There were relationships that Nicodemus came into because of knowing who God is. Because of being at that place of the altar. Because of being at that place. There are many methods the Lord uses to teach us. God can use her shepherds. God says, I will give you shepherds after my heart and they will feed you with knowledge. And knowing me, Jeremiah 3.15 God says, I want to feed you, but this time here I will use teachers to feed you. Are we willing to accept those teachers? 
Malachi says the mouth of the priest must guard with knowledge. I want to become a doctor. So you must follow the structures and the protocols of the doctor. We must love God's word. God tells Joshua, let not this book of law depart from you, but meditate day and night so that the love of God will flow in it. When we look at a man like David, as I had already said, we were saying, I want to know you, Lord. I want to be close to you. He says, I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. And you find him saying that I have even surpassed my teachers who've taught me because I've gone deep into his word. We will never receive anything if we don't know anything. Because what you do not know, you do not receive from it. Lord will make it available if there is demand. His teaching will only be there if there is demand. We must boast our willingness to study the word. At least a verse a day. At least a, and you memorize, meditate and understand it, eat it, feel it. It is useless to read the whole Bible day when you've not understood anything of that word. A person who has read a scripture, meditated on it, understood it and become it, he's better than you. The apostles, the disciples said, we will pray and give ourselves the administration of God's word. We have to give ourselves to God's word. As I conclude, God says, my people perish due to lack of knowledge. They do not understand me. For this is the reason they've lost the course. The Holy Spirit is a teacher. That's why you see Jesus told the disciples, I had many things to tell you. I had many things to tell you but you cannot bear them. I wanted to tell you to withdraw from there, but there is no willingness in you. God is telling you, I wanted to change your job, but the wise seat, if you get this better job, you will be worse than you are. I would have gotten your marriage cap pattern, but the way you're doing things, you will not move anywhere. Cultivate the willingness to learn. Meaning you have to do away with everything that stops you from learning from God. Especially learning things of God. You have to depart from anything that stops you from listening. That's why the scripture is very clear. When we go to the house of the Lord, this Lord speak, but quick to listen. If Christ himself is a teacher, it means he listened from God. But God taught him is what he goes to teach. When we came to his disciples, he said he's going to teach them in all that truth, meaning disciples submitted. They had to submit themselves to be taught. When you go to John 16, 13, when the spirit of the truth comes, he will guide you into all truth, all truth, and not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will declare to you all things that are to come. He will glorify me for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the father has is mine. Therefore, I say that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. Let us make John 16, 13, our verse and we look through it. Let God cultivate in us willingness to learn. Let God increase our desire to come out of darkness. Let God help us to have a heart that longs to know the truth. Let God help us to understand his move in this season and this period. Father, give us that anger to know you so that when we come to you, we recognize you as a teacher. 
we praise the Lord for his word. May he plant this word into our grounds so that is fertile and we learn from it. We praise the Lord. Thank you for being on this ministration to you. Over to you, Sister Pamela. Father, we thank you for your word this morning, for speaking to us, for reminding us that it's a choice that we get to talk and walk with you. It's a choice to read your word, not just reading mindlessly, but to look and listen to you speak to us, O oh Lord. Thank you for our minister, Pros. Thank you for using her. Thank you for using her to remind us. Thank you for using her to remind us that Jesus, you are our teacher. And you even gave us the Holy Spirit to come to teach us all things and remind us all things. Lord, this morning we ask that you write this word on our hearts, that we will hide your word in our hearts that we will not sin against you. Father, we pray that this word that we have received, you will cover it, uh, that it will fall on fertile soils, O Lord that we'll be able to spend the rest of the time meditating on it, going through the different aspects that you've brought to us, the honesty of Nicodemus, uh, the questions you're asking us of what, who is teaching us, uh, what doctrine do they bring, of what we are teaching our children, the times we have even taken them to other altars, oh Lord, not being mindful, oh Lord. Father, we thank you because your word it comes to teach us, to rebuke us, to correct us, to train us in righteousness that will be thoroughly equipped for every word. And Lord, we bless you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for a good breakfast. In Jesus' name we prayed. Amen.